So these herbs, the L-theanine, the phosphatidylserine, all of these help kind of calm that system down so we can function more optimally in these stressful environments. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. Today, you get to hear from Thomas Pennell and myself. This is part one of a four-part series. Some of the top questions I receive hormones aside are regarding supplements, so I wanted to take lots of time to dive into them. These next several episodes will cover many supplements A through Z. If there's a supplement or product you want to learn more about we didn't cover, please reach out to me and I'll try my best to include it on a future episode. But in this week's episode, we will cover Adrenal Calm, Adrenal Drive, Herbal Adrenal Complex, Advanced Yeast Complex, Aloe, Alpha Lipoic Acid, Ashwagandha, Betaine and Pepsin, B Vitamins, Bone Broth, Berberine, Choline, and calcium magnesium and really dive into the benefits of amino acid chelated minerals. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. Today, my guest is Thomas Pennell, who's an account executive who works in the supplement and nutrition space for a company called Orthomolecular Products. After receiving a degree in integrated biology from the University of Illinois, little health scare with his now fiance gave him his first interaction with functional medicine. After seeing firsthand how functional medicine impacted her life, this drove him to seek out professional nutrition companies for the opportunity to work with providers and help shape patient care. He's worked with over a thousand clinics across the Midwest. Of course, we're his favorite clinic. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Which has included a bunch of practitioners, clinics, and pharmacies. He's previously worked with practices in Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and now resides in Iowa, where he currently works with over 400 active practices. He uses this experience to help providers consult and bring functional medicine to their patients with a strong focus on improving clinical outcomes. So welcome to the show again, Thomas. Thank you, Dr. Gray. I appreciate it. We were just laughing right before this. I think this is going to end up being a potentially fourth, fifth, and sixth episode here. So. A lot. Yeah, yeah brought you on the show exciting. a lot, which is a compliment to you. Yeah. And the quality of those episodes. Yeah. It's fun. I have fun with this. So taking a break from launching new episodes this summer, I thought about kind of what I get asked often. And that really is what supplement can help XYZ. And I could do a episode on supplements for anxiety, supplements for headaches, supplements for fatigue, whatnot. And we've kind of sprinkled that in through through other episodes with different commercials for products and whatnot. But today, I think just want to go through products. And so I always have to share a little disclaimer here that I always say there's no pill potion or powder that can replace lifestyle changes, right? Those are foundational, but supplements can help build on that, right? So that we're not nutritionally deficient. And as we've mentioned in past episodes, the important thing about products is we need to choose high quality ones, right? You need the correct dose for those to work, which we call the therapeutic dose. And it's possible if you've tried supplements in the past without good results, maybe they weren't of high enough quality or high enough potency, right? So to learn more about why you need to supplement, check out past episodes I've had. So very long time ago, very early on, episodes five and six, I interviewed Thomas Houle on supplement myths. And then episodes 108 and 109, I interviewed you. That was titled, What More You Need to Know About the Supplement Industry, where we kind of built on that, that latter episode. So I've asked you again, obviously, to join me today. (laughs) And I think you're the only guest I've had on. This is our third interview, but multiple episodes because we've divided all of those into, yeah, or or, I don't know, a lot. You've been here a lot. So I arranged my thoughts kind of alphabetically, and I'll just tell the audience, we're kind of winging this. So we're kind of saying, here goes nothing. Hopefully, this will be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Helpful for the audience. (laughs) Always consult with your medical provider before taking supplements, especially if you're on certain medications. 
but we're going to kind of go A through Z. And when I was deciding how to do this, I thought, do I use ingredient names or do I use supplement names since we have different blends? And so I think the easiest thing to do here is to do both. So if you're a current patient of ours, if you've listened to the podcast, a lot of these names are going to sound familiar and you can always find more information and product info sheets at yourlongevityblueprint.com. But for now, we're just going to start with A and we'll see how long this takes us to go through Z and we'll get through a bunch of products. So I think I will talk a little bit about these products and then I'll have Thomas chime in as far as what um, what else he wants to add. So we'll start with A. So we'll start with a product called Adrenal Calm, which is one of my favorite products. If you've listened to the show, we have commercials for this ep- or for this um, product. It's a, it contains a unique blend of botanicals and nutrients that support the stress response, particularly promoting cortisol balance. Um, it has these adaptogenic herbs, essentially, and it has nutrients to help counteract the effects of daily stress and support healthy energy levels. And it has phosphatidylserine and L-theanine, with which both help dampen cortisol, dampen adrenaline, reduce that, that half-life of that kind of fight-or-flight response. So I use this many times in the afternoons if I've had a stressful workday. I many times take it before podcast interviews and before public speaking. It can be taken on a daily basis. Maybe you need it to take it before you pick up your kids from school. If you just can't sleep at night, there are a lot of applications for that product. So I really like this product. It's called Adrenal Calm. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, because the the main reason that we're talking about this in the first place is there's a pre-wired system in all of our bodies that is an evolutionary. At one point, it was a really cool advantage to be able to have this stress response to get away from things that are going to stress us and cause problems, right? I'm talking about seeing bears and wolves in the forest, which thankfully, knock on wood, we don't do very often anymore, right? Right, right. Um, But our body still has that same exact response to everyday things. You said picking up your kids. You said recording podcast episodes. The unfortunate thing is, it's kind of cool, we get to do this stuff now, but the unfortunate thing is, is our bodies still react the same way to that, that they would if we literally were seeing a bear standing in front of us, right? Sure, it's just different, yeah. 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 So these herbs, the L-theanine, the phosphatidylserine, all of these help kind of calm that system down. So we can function more optimally in these stressful environments. And who's not stressed, right? I'm stressed. You're stressed. Everyone's stressed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that product. Okay. So then on the contrary, to the contrary, we have another product that's still supporting the adrenals, which is more stimulating, which is called Adrenal Drive. So this also has similar adaptogenic herbs, and we can kind of go through these. You probably know these ingredients more than I do, but it has rhodiola and leuthrococcus and schizandra. I never know how to pronounce these in licorice. So, and the benefit of this product is it has this adrenal concentrate. So this is bovine, I believe, from a cow. So it actually Mm -hmm. has the adrenal gland from a cow to give you cortisol from a cow, which sounds weird, but to give you that energy. So if on a a cortisol, you know, a saliva cortisol stress test, you came back very low, you may need a little boost, even just in the short term with a product like this. If you're wired and anxious, this is not the product for you. You need adrenal calm, not adrenal drive. But if you're, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome, just very tired, if you've crashed and burned, this can help kind of revive the adrenals. So this one is a little different. This is called adrenal drive. Yeah. So if you're looking at the website and you're trying to differentiate between, hey, which product is good for me because I'm stressed, but I'm not sure which kind of side of the fence I fit on, right? The way that I always explain to practitioners is we have stressed and wired and we have stressed and tired. Both patients, everyone is listening. Everyone's still stressed, right? Yep. The difference is, are we wired? Are we having a hard time falling asleep? Are we awake? Are we going? Are we moving? We might even feel pretty good if we're stressed and wired because we get up and we get our stuff done, right? But the problem is, is, yeah, (laughs) it's me (laughs) most days, right? I mean, I want a little bit of that. 
But what we have here is the difference between drive and calm. And we need that calm to counterbalance if we need the drive, if we're doing the stressed and tired. See, it's very confusing. Even I get them mixed up a little bit. But yeah, but if you're wired, you need the calming one. If you're tired, you know, you need the the more stimulating, the drive one, which makes total sense. And if you feel like, well, I'm both, I've had some patients say, well, Monday on this and Saturday on this and whatnot. We have a midway product called Herbal Adrenal Complex. So that has the herbs that are in both of those other products, but it doesn't have the specifically the calming L-theanine or phosphatidylserine or the stimulating, you know, adrenal bovine concentrate. It just has the herbs. So that's a very safe, I say, entryway product for patients to take if they just want to start yeah. taking something. Yeah. And then you certainly can if you feel like that's not enough or we've done a test on you. So we know if you're high or low, then we can personalize that approach and give you the calmer, the drive. Yeah. Still on A's here. We got a lot of A's. So let's go to aloe. <laughs> so you guys carry, which we have on our shelf, aloe pills, which are great for constipation. Aloe is also very soothing to the gastric membrane. So it can be used for heartburn, right, reflux. It's in a lot of our gut healing protocol products, but we have just it individually for patients who have constipation. I will say with aloe, you don't want to overdo it. Your body can come a little dependent on it. It can, for some patients, it can cause GI spasms. But for some patients, it's very helpful, like especially if you've traveled and you're just kind of backed up and constipated, aloe can help get things cleared out. Do you want to comment on anything else with aloe? No, that's perfect. Yeah, you definitely don't want to overdo it. This is a product if you get <laughs> occasionally backed up, if we're saying every now and then, whether it be stress or diet changes or I'm going, I'm traveling. This is a big mm-hmm. one I hear. I know that that stressor is going to make me just a little backed up, right? There's two compounds in that aloe plant, barbaloin and isobarbaloin, that cause mucus to go into our GI tract, help draw water into the stool to soften it up a little bit. Kind of cheesy and gross analogy I use. It's like watering yeah. up the or lubricating the water slide before, yeah. <laughs> before someone goes down it. Don't need to do that every day, right? If we're saying, hey, I'm an everyday constipation person, well, we can work our way back up and say, okay, well, what does exercise look like? Are we drinking enough water? How much fiber do we have in our diet? So this is not an everyday option, but it's a good thing mm-hmm. to have. I keep one in my medicine cabinet at home. If you, it Just happens. In case. You know? yep. Yeah. Yep. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go on to alpha lipoic acid. Alpha lipoic acid is a strong antioxidant. Uh, many times, not many, I would say extremely commonly on a nutritional evaluation, I see patients have very low alpha lipoic acid levels. It's a rarity that anyone is sufficient in this nutrient. So many people need to be taking this. It also helps with glutathione recycling, to my understanding. It's great for things like neuropathy. I'll let you kind of expand on the benefits, but you can take alpha lipoic acid individually. It's also in mitochondrial complex. It's kind of in some of our other products. I think it's in the berberine product, which we'll get to in the bees as well. Um, The thing with ALA is it can lower blood glucose. So most people do just fine, but typically I'll start them on a lower dose, 300 milligrams once or twice a day. Sometimes we have to work up to 600 milligrams once or twice a day. But when you get into the higher dosages, Especially if you're on other agents to lower blood glucose, you just want to make sure you monitor for hypoglycemia symptoms. That's the big, I guess, caveat or concern with it. But I, I would say it's a much needed antioxidant. So tell us more about alpha lipoic acid. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say this again when we get to bees in a second here with berberine, but alpha lipoic acid does a lot of things. And main function, if we're talking from an antioxidant perspective, which we do with mitochondrial complex, it's a really good antioxidant. And antioxidants, as a reminder, the reason we want to take those is just our existence, the way we are, stuff we put in our body and our environment, we get a lot of what's called oxidative stress, right? Mm -hmm. And oxidative stress can be damaging. It increases our aging and slows down our detoxification. And so I always say, if we have oxidative stress, we need antioxidants. They deoxidize the oxidative stress, right? Right. Alpha-lipoic acid, not only can it go around and pick up oxidative stress by itself, but it also recharges our other antioxidants. 
And yes, so it's a great that's what add-on. I was meaning by glutathione. Yeah. It recharges glutathione, to my understanding. Yeah, so it's yes. a great, great add-on for a product like mitochondrial complex, but it's also great if you're just looking for general antioxidant support. Like you said, a lot of patients are very deficient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go on to advanced yeast complex. So this is a kind of proprietary blend of botanicals that can help to treat bacteria and yeast overgrowth, even SIBO. So I'll kind of, and that's just what the name that we call this product, how we sell it on our website. So it includes, if I remember right, biotin, oregano, powdiarco, um, sodium caprylate, berberine, which we just mentioned, mm-hmm. rosemary, and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. So I really like this product. And I, I know if you're purchasing this product online, you might say, well, how do I take this? I mean, we have individual protocols for patients based on their stool test results, whatnot, as far as tapering the amount of this product up over a month and then tapering it back down because research really shows to kill off pathogens naturally many times it's going to take six to eight weeks at least so you can certainly consult with your provider hopefully that's us on how to take (laughs) this sort of product (laughs) but it can be very helpful especially when patients just don't want to take antibiotics for those organisms whatnot so tell us more about the ingredients in advanced yeast complex and kind of how it works yeah, when we're talking especially yeast, we're usually referring to something called candida, right? And some some of you are listening to this have probably heard of that. Candida can exist in this little bacterial form, these nice little spheres that sit in our GI tract and other parts of our body that don't really cause a problem for the most part, right? They're, they're just there. It's likely I have some in my body right now. If they're just there, they're not really doing a whole lot. But the problem is, is given the right environment, given the right access to nutrients, the right space, the right time, the right place, basically, what happens is, is they actually turn into a, a fungal form. Right. They turn into this yeast infection that can cause a problem. And so they go from these nice little circle cells in what's called the hyphae form. And that hyphal form causes a problem. That's when they start locking themselves in what's called a biofilm. So when they mm. get together in big groups, they create this biofilm and they become hard to treat. And that's why we say it can take weeks and weeks, potentially even months for patients to resolve yeast infections. We talk about chronic yeast infections. Yeah. That's why, as they lock themselves in and they, they don't really let themselves get touched by whatever it may be. And so the cool thing about this product is it actually slows down that conversion. So it stops the bacteria that are in there from converting over to that hyphae form, that yeast form, but then also has some ingredients in it that are going to go and break up those bowel films and actually go after the, the infection itself. So it's kind of a one-two punch. Yeah. And this product, we call it the advanced yeast complex, but it also has botanicals that treat bacteria too, yep. just to yep. point that out. And yep. many times we'll combine this in our bacteria yeast cleanse protocol with a product called BioClear, which we'll probably get to here in the bees. So I'll pause on that. There's a lot coming. <laughs> but that's advanced yeast complex. This is not a supplement, but I actually had put this on the list real quickly. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to briefly mention we had some pretty poor air quality here recently with forest fires. Yes, and so, yeah. you know, under the A's, I had written in my notes to talk about air doctor. So or any sort of air purification system. And so, I mean, even living in Iowa, we have, well, I guess you'd call them industrial emissions, right, from factories and plants oh, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And yes, we have smoke from forest fires. There's pesticides and herbicides in the air outside, right? Um, so in where you're spending a lot of your time indoors, many times it's actually more toxic than outdoors. And so at our clinic, we do, and at our home, we use air doctors and these filters are like a hundred times more effective than any sort of ordinary purifier you may have at home. They can capture smoke, viruses, bacteria, pollen, mold, and dust mites. And so if you're not filtering your air, I will say you'd need to be, it's good to have something like a carbon gas trap VOC filter. I don't even understand all of the technology of the filters. But you want to make sure they remove volatile organic compounds, things like formaldehyde. So know the Air Doctor is just one great company. Austin Air is another company. 
If you have questions, let us know. We always have a code on our website for purchasing those, but that was just under the A's. So I wanted to mention that. I love it. Great. Yeah. Let's move on to ashwagandha, which I love. So this is also known as Wathanya somnifera, if I'm pronouncing that right. It's, nice. been an Ay- <laughs> <laughs> it's been used in Ayurvedic medicine for thousands of years. Um, it can be very calming. It's one of these adaptogenic herbs that you can take even individually. So this is in those adrenal products we mentioned previously. But if patients are nervous to take a blend, some of my patients have a lot of sensitivities and they're just nervous they're going to react to something Many times I'll just start them with one ingredient, like just ashwagandha, and then work them up to a stronger product. Do you have any other notes on ashwagandha? Yeah. Like we'll say with L-theanine, very benign, very safe, very calming, right? If people are concerned and say, hey, maybe I don't know where I fit on that adrenal calm, adrenal drive side of the fence, we can start with ashwagandha as just a standalone herb. Absolutely. Very safe, very benign, helps build resiliency to that stress response. Our body has a more healthy response when we get stressed. Very simple. I will say I've noted that I've seen this in a lot of hair loss products. A lot of patients, you know, post-COVID have had a lot of hair thinning because mm-hmm. they get stuck yep. in that telogen effluvium, whatnot. Ashwagandha helps you get out of that stress response. So therefore, it can really help with stress and hair loss. So one contraindication, some patients who have a lot of seasonal allergies could potentially react to this or to any botanicals. Um, but also, if you're trying to conceive or pregnant, I would not take this. It can at higher doses stimulate uterine contraction. So just be careful um, if you're in that boat. Okay. So the first product I had written down was betaine and pepsin. Mm-hmm. So this, a lot of patients think of this as a di- digestive enzyme, but this is actually different. This is replacing um, hydrochloric acid. Stomach so, acid, yeah. Yes. And so, which is specifically helpful for patients who cannot break down protein. A lot of patients just say, I'll have a steak and it just sits there. It's just not digesting, not breaking down. It's not that a separate digestive, you know, enzyme blend product won't help, but these patients many times need the hydrochloric acid to break down the protein. And we can see that on um, functional medicine stool tests as well. We'll see Mm -hmm. they're literally pooping out their protein, their protein's high. And then we say, Hey, you need to take some of this hydrochloric acid. So that is a great product. I will say, Many times, and the pepsin is an enzyme, but the betaine hydrochloride is more acid. So many times I'll have patients who just have unexplained bloating, who've changed their diet. We've kind of already had them on a gut healing protocol. If they're not improving, we'll have them do a, um, what do we call it? HDL challenge is where they take one or two or three or four capsules with protein rich meals, not wow. with a small yep, yep. snack, not with an apple, but with a larger meal. Uh, and see if that elicits any heartburn, any warmth sensation, right? If not, they're probably very low on this. And so I've had patients take even 10 or 15 capsules. That's not the average, but some patients have to work yeah, on yeah. a very high dose of this <laughs> yeah. to elicit any yeah. of those symptoms. And that's telling me they're very deficient on this. Um, this is helpful for patients with bad breath, again, with constipation. Acid will kill off bacteria also. You, we clean with acid, right? So you want to have a good amount of acid in your, in your stomach to kill off pathogens, oh, yeah. right, from yeah. your food, whatnot. So if patients, um, let's say they require five or six capsules with a meal um, to elicit that warmth, well, eventually fewer capsules is going to elicit that warmth. So then they can wean down to four and then three and then two and one and hopefully get off of this. But it can be a very helpful product. I just tell patients, you know, if you're having heartburn, you may be high on stomach acid, you may be low on the acid. So if you take it and your symptoms are you know, profusely worse. This is not the product for you. Stop taking it. You don't need more acid. But some of those patients really are low and need it. Any comments on this product? Yeah. Another one I would add is if you've been on a PPI for a while and you're real nervous about getting off one, this is a great opportunity to work with your provider. Hopefully, Dr. Gray, right? But work with <laughs> work with someone knowledgeable in your area. Talk to your pharmacist, whatever it may be. 
um, and talk about using betaine and pepsin as a way to help supplement some additional, like Dr. Gary was talking about, acids yeah. and get yeah. get your stomach more regular so it starts naturally producing its own levels because we don't need to be stuck on PPIs forever, right? That's something, that, a big misconception. Yeah. And what those do is they shut off your proton pumps. So you're yes. literally yeah. not making any acid. And so you never want to <laughs> abruptly stop one of those either or all those yeah. acid pumps are going to turn back on. You want to yep. very slowly wean down while supporting, you know, gut health with other nutraceutical products, slowly wean down on that with yeah, guidance of a functional medicine provider. If you've taken a PPI, you know, that's no fun, right? You're not digesting things very well. And then you know that you definitely need it if you're going to eat a meal and it becomes this thing that becomes kind of habit. And it's just, it's hard to get off. And I, I totally understand that. So definitely reach out to Dr. Gray, reach out to someone, you know, in your area, if you don't have access and just, yeah, that's a great, great opportunity to talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Are you sick of the Band-Aid approach to healthcare and want to get to the root cause of your symptoms? Have you been told your labs are normal but don't feel normal? If you resonate with the approach to health I share every week on the podcast, there are three ways to connect with me and go deeper and join my community. Number one, get my free top tips to boost your hormones naturally and be added to my email list. Number two, if you're looking for more one-on-one support from me personally, I'm licensed in many states and may be able to see you virtually in my practice. For my free tip sheet and to learn how to become a patient, visit yourlongevityblueprint.com forward slash health. And number three, follow me on Instagram at stephaniegraydnp. If you're looking to improve your health and build your own longevity blueprint, I'd love to help. Now let's get back to the show. Let's go on to B vitamins. So B vitamins are used for lots of things in our body. Many patients know they're great for headaches or good for energy. They literally help convert your food into cellular energy. And we don't get a lot of them from our diets. And many times we're on medications that deplete them. Things like metformin, birth control drugs, even stress, whatnot. So we can become vitamin B deficient. And then our Krebs cycle, this biochemical pathway responsible for maintaining energy production can't work as well. So a low B vitamin symptoms can be, again, the fatigue, the weakness, poor mood, headaches, even PMS. And so supplementing with B vitamins can be very helpful for these situations. I will say that I recommend patients always avoid the cyanocobalamin form of, so that would be B12 and then folic acid, the synthetic B9, as many bodies can't convert these vitamins to the active form. So opt for methyl or hydroxylcobalamin for B12 and then methylfolate or even folinic acid for B9, um, especially if you know you have um, MTHFR. Um, or MTR genetic variants. And then we have sublingual B vitamins. And then we also have capsule products as well on our website. So tell me more about bees. Yeah, I just got really excited. I don't know if you saw, people are probably listening, you know, at home or in their car or whatever, but I got really excited when you say B, uh, B vitamins, because these are, these are huge. We use these, there's so many interlinked cycles with B vitamins in your body, whether it be neurotransmitters, So actually making things that help us feel mentally, emotionally sound, whether it be liver detoxification. So actually able to process toxins that get in and out of our body. We can make a long list of things that B vitamins are used for. You probably have tons of stories where we do a B12 injection and someone comes back and say, yep, I've got a lot more energy, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot of people, a lot of you listening are probably really B vitamin deficient without even realizing it. If you're curious, if you're saying, hey, I don't know if I have a genetic SNP or I don't know what form my supplement is in, or I don't know what I'm picking up at the pharmacy or whatever it may be. The easiest way to do it is just get the year longevity blueprint brand, right? Because the products, the raw materials that we put in there are the forms that Dr. Gray are talking about that are already methylated. They're already basically Mm -hmm. processed. So as soon as they go in your body, they are ready to do work right now. They can get to work and actually help you start feeling better pretty quickly. Totally agreed. And these are safe for pregnancy. 
many times I'll use B vitamins if patients are having nausea through pregnancy as well. So these are very safe. What else was I going to say? Occasionally, B vitamins can be stimulating. So I would say if you've never taken one before, I mean, this is a great swap for pop or sugar, something yeah. else that you were you yeah. know, trying to substitute, use for energy substitute instead yeah. of B vitamins. But if you take them and you feel a little jittery, a little wired, we could reduce the dose. I mean, that may get better in time, but certainly don't take them at night. Take them in the morning because they can help with energy. And we may need to reduce the dose if you feel like they're, you know, this is rare, but for some patients, they can be pretty stimulating, pretty helpful. Oh, potentially. It's like you said, very yeah. rare, but this is something... If you just kind of don't feel right or you haven't felt like you have previously and you're kind of wondering why, this is something that can easily be added on, not particularly expensive. That can yep. start to get a lot of these cycles that are already, they're happening a million times a second all over your body. There's just something that your body needs. And if it doesn't have good access to, it's not going to be able to perform. Your body's just not going to be able to do these cycles. So super, super, super important. If patients don't tolerate them orally too, there's a good chance they may tolerate an injection or even IV forms. Yeah. So for some yeah, patients... We have a lot we can, of options. We have a yep. lot of options for B vitamins. Get your B vitamins, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go on to... I just have a few comments on bone broth. Yeah. So bone broth is excellent, especially when patients just need to rest their gut, when they have lots of food sensitivities and they don't know what to eat and they just need a short-term little break. Bone broth can be great. We carry different bone broth protein powders here. Bone broth is loaded with amino acids, specifically glutamine, which is the most important non-essential amino acid for the gut to kind of heal the leaky gut. So that's something that most people, unless you have a strong histamine intolerance, you know, can tolerate fairly mm-hmm. well. So that's just mm-hmm. something that's easy to supplement. You can either get a protein powder here or even at the grocery store, you can purchase various bone broth options. So I am a fan of that. Patients ask me about that all the time. And I say, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm a fan. <laughs> I don't know if you have any comments on bone broth. but Bone broth for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on to berberine. Okay, so we mentioned this a little bit before. Berberine is very important for insulin resistance, and which can lead to weight gain, right? And a lot of my patients want to lose weight. So berberine is one strategy to help. Berberine also is, well, I will say insulin resistance can lead to things like diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and Alzheimer's. So therefore, berberine can help with all of the above. Oh, yeah. I had uh, Sean Wells on, who is a biohacker. He's known as the ingredientologist. He was on, I should look up the episode I didn't before this, but he was on the podcast early in season one. And he talked about his experience with berberine where he wore a continuous glucose monitor. And he, yep. he normally eats very clean, but he had like something like three Pop-Tarts and two Oreos, <laughs> right? And he washed his glucose spike on his CGM. Yep, he, yep. Then he waited for you know a week washout period, went back to eating really clean, nice. came back, took a gram of berberine had the same three Pop-Tarts, two Oreos, right? And his blood glucose spiked like half as high. I don't remember the numbers. You can yep. listen to the episode yep. if you want yep. to know. But case in point, berberine minimized the blood sugar spike. So when I have more carbs for dinner or my son's birthday, when I had a gluten-free cake, right? I have a berberine and I, it's in my pocket, pop it in my mouth <laughs> when I know I'm not eating as clean as I could be. Berberine, we talked a little bit before, you know, it's in the advanced yeast complex because it has the antibacterial and antifungal capabilities, but it also is great for heart health, for healthy cholesterol and glucose levels. And then our berberine product has a little bit of that alpha-lipoic acid we mentioned as well. So berberine, I think, is heavily underused. I think it's something that could strongly help like everyone. We could probably do an, I'm not kidding, we could probably do an entire episode just on berberine. Yeah, there's probably, I could easily rattle off five or six things that berberine does right now and you hit the main ones pretty quickly, right? In fact, our VP is science. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our VP of science, uh, Dr. Tom Williams, who's been with our company almost since the beginning and helps us formulate products. One of his absolute favorite raw materials, period, especially when we talk about cardiovascular function, is berberine because it does so many things. It has a similar mechanism of action to metformin. It helps with blood sugar. It hits 
I'd call it kind of the shotgun blast for cardiometabolic approaches. So if we're having just generalized insulin sensitivity, we're even saying it's super safe to use. So even if we're saying, hey, I just maybe I've gained a couple pounds or I'm, I'm concerned that maybe I'm, I'm pre-diabetic or whatever it may be, this is an option that we can use as a way to help start to kind of get us on the right path. Antimicrobial, we just talked about with advanced yeast complex, it comes up again in other protocols for bacteria. And so this is a super, super, super important raw material. It's something I take. I take our, our ortho label version, but yeah, this is something that, I, and I don't have pre-diabetes, diabetes or anything like that, but this is something that is, is super, super, super important. So I will say you, all those things you just said made me want to mention some other things. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Go yes, ahead, yeah. thank you for saying that it's similar to metformin. So I tell patients it's equally as effective as metformin. I mean, these mm -hmm. trials have shown a gram of metformin, which is a cheap script, but can come with side effects like yeah. GI distress, diarrhea. Some of my patients just don't or tolerate it. Oh. blockage. Yeah. Yes, yes. And metformin yeah. causes, yes, B vitamin loss. Or patients could take berberine, which usually, rarely do patients not tolerate it, but normally that's much better tolerated than the metformin. So yeah. if I have patients yeah. who come in and their glucose is in that pre-diabetes range, a lot of my patients are, you know, 90s, 100s, 110, right? That over 100 is in the pre-diabetes range. Yep. <laughs> but even in the 90s, they've been in the 90s for a long time. We know they have some insulin resistance. I don't want them eventually getting into the hundreds, right? I'll offer them berberine, which most of them take over the metformin, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. we do want to keep that glucose down. We want to um, fix that ahead of time before things get worse. Yeah. What else was it kind of say about birthday? Most cardiometabolic protocols and a lot of cardiovascular protocols that I talk about with those 400 plus offices that you had mentioned earlier, a lot of them start with berberine. They start with talking about berberine as a baseline and then adding on top of that in addition to fish oil. Berberine and fish oil is kind of a one-two, and I know we'll get to that as a really yeah, great yeah. option if someone's got cardiometabolic issues. Absolutely. Yes. When we eventually get to yeah. the apps, we'll talk about fish oil. But <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. Yeah. But back, back to berberine. <laughs> It can be yeah. taken, to be clear, it can be taken with metformin. I mean, it can be yeah. taken. I wouldn't, for patients who are on semaglutide, like other strong injections, I typically don't mix. Mm -hmm. But if patients are electing for you know, metformin or just other supplement options, those can be combined with berberine for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's go on to C. So this we is one it. of my, <laughs> yeah, we, we're on to C. Um, I want to talk about choline. So we have a choline complex here, and I want to talk a little bit about phospholipids just to explain this to the audience. So phospholipids are part of our cell membranes. So, and I don't know, you can probably explain this better, but one thing yeah. that I have been told in the past, at least, is many of my patients who are chronically ill, who have Lyme disease, mold toxicity, whatnot, chronic fatigue syndrome, they get stuck in this thing called the cell danger response where their cells kind of lock up. So each of our cells, it's hard without me drawing this out, right, is surrounded by <laughs> a bilayer. So two layers of these fats, these phospholipids, right, lining your cells. And those lipids, those membranes kind of allow nutrients in and toxins out. They allow your cells to function appropriately. And so if for some reason, like mold toxicity, chronic Lyme disease, whatnot, you have this cell danger response and those phospholipids lock up, your cells aren't going to work well. It's, you're not going to get nutrients in and toxins out. And so some patients, maybe you even told me this um, at one point, <laughs> need this sort of oil change or this lipid yeah. replacement, this lipid change. And so we can supplement with phospholipids. They can come in kind of an oily. We have one option here, which is kind of an oily substance that you can take sublingually. You have to refrigerate mm -hmm. that. That has soy in it. And some of my patients really want to avoid soy. So instead, we have a powder form, which we call phospholipid complex, and I'll let you explain what's all in there. But essentially, this is a very high dose blend of phospholipids that I put in my smoothie. So I take a little scoop, put it in my smoothie in the morning, help with brain function, help, help my cells function yeah. better. Yeah. And it almost makes the smoothie taste creamy like there's an avocado in there. Like it tastes good. I, I like it. 
And it's an easy way to to up your choline intake. A lot of people are just low in general on choline. We get some from eggs, but taking phosphocholine in a supplement, I think, is also something that's underutilized. So tell yeah. us more about choline and why we need it, Tom. Tell yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the cell danger response that you're referencing, it's a lot of work that was pioneered by a, a doctor named Dr. Uh, Robert Navio, who started doing this work about 10, 15 years ago. And he actually wrote the foreword for a really great book called Toxic by Neil Nathan. I don't know yeah. if you've read that one. Oh, I have yeah. it. It's right back there. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's on my bookshelf too. I was just looking at it. But <laughs> and so this response is essentially saying that, you know, our cells, they have this kind of alert mechanism that actually comes from the mitochondria. And so what happens is when there is some sort of cellular attack, there's some sort of thing that stresses the cells, whether it be Lyme disease, whether it be mold exposure, whether it be something that gets into our body that is not really going anywhere, but it's releasing these things into our body that are going to cause our cells to kind of freak out. If you want to think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cellular trauma is essentially what it is, is that these cells, they, they have this what's called cell danger response, CDR, where when those toxins, when those components get to the cells, they shut down like a bank that's pressed that alarm button and all the doors go down mm-hmm. and the big, like in the movies where the big metal yeah. you know, doors come down and they get locked yeah. in until the police come type of thing. Same thing happens in our cells. Our cells aren't very good at turning it off. There's no way to turn that signal off, right? So once they become damaged, once they have this cellular trauma, they're not really able to use nutrients or communicate with one another. That phospholipid membrane, if you want to think about the outer circle of that cell, it becomes really rigid. It doesn't really mm-hmm. allow for things to get in because basically we put these channels in that membrane that allow for nutrients to get in and out. If they're not there, it's not going to happen. And they can't get there if the cell's in the cell danger response. So what we're doing, I like the analogy of the oil change. I'm saying, hey, your cells, now that we have some sort of chronic biotoxin illness, right, that's causing this damage to the cell, if we have that, we need to replace the damaged phospholipids and bring in new phospholipids. So we need to bring in fresh, clean phospholipids to directly replace them. So phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylnositol, phosphatidylnalamine, it's a blend in that product. It makes up a vast majority of the phospholipids that are naturally found on the surface or as a part of the cell membranes. In addition to that, choline is a great neurotransmitter, helps with memory formation. There's a lot of other benefits to taking that product. And so who is this good for if someone's just kind of been, hey, I don't feel right. You know, we'll talk about that a lot with some of these products. But if I was just like, hey, I just sluggish, not feeling right. Maybe we've suspected that there's some sort of mold exposure or suspected that there's potentially Lyme disease involved mm-hmm. or some sort of other chronic stress or biotoxin illness is kind of the term that we use. If we think that's the case, it could be because our cells are under attack and they've started to kind of lock up a little bit. They don't die, right? Because obviously that would be a huge problem. But they kind of lock up and they're not functioning at 100%. They're about like 60, 70% of where they should be. We can add phosphatidylcholine complex, a phospholipid complex on top as a way to just kind of open up those cells a little bit so the body can start healing. Love it. You explain it way better than I did. And this is soy free for patients who yes. are, are concerned about that. I'm so. uh, sunflower lecithin, which is fantastic. So very, very few allergies to sunflower. Awesome. Okay, yeah. let's go on to CalMag. Hesitated even putting this in because I'm just not a huge fan of calcium. Like, and I think that's because I feel like the menopausal women have been overcalcified, right? They go to the doctor, they, they stop cycling, they get their bone density, they have a little bone loss, and the only thing the doctor puts them on is calcium, which they should more be focusing on other things, which we'll get to, like vitamin D and K2 and magnesium and whatnot. But 
Calcium is important. I will say Mm -hmm. when I take my patients off dairy, the first thing they ask is, well, I'm not going to get enough calcium in my diet. And I say, oh, yes, you you can. Do you eat broccoli? Do you eat leafy greens? Like there are other sources of calcium. It's not just, you know, milk and dairy products. Yeah. Surprise to everyone, uh, to everyone listening. The Got Milk campaign turns out that was super, super, super effective. I remember that when I was growing up. Oh, I Um, do too. Yeah. If you don't drink milk, milk, (laughs) Yeah. If you don't drink milk, you're going to have terrible bone density. You're going to grow up with these weak, brittle bones. That's not true. If you actually look up gram per gram where you find calcium in your diet, the milk is actually lower, much lower on that list than you realize. You can eat spinach and green leafy everything and you're going to get a lot more calcium gram per gram. Absolutely. Totally true. And I and I don't have the study, yeah. but I'm I know it exists and I could find it if any of the listeners yeah. would like. Yeah. Studies have actually shown those who drink more milk that actually has an adverse reaction on their bones. It's the opposite of what we were, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. ingrained via, yeah. you know, media growing up. Yep. Yeah. And I work with a lot of pharmacies. I work with pharmacies all across state here. I work with them all across the Midwest. And oftentimes when we end up talking about a calcium supplement in the pharmacy space with pharmacists, that is one of the top recommendations that someone gets sent to if they're having bone issues or whether it be menopause is say, mm-hmm. I was, the patients don't know what they're looking for. They'll walk in and say, uh, and this could be some of the listeners, right? that I was told to go pick up a calcium supplement. I need mm-hmm. a calcium supplement. And maybe they have a dose that someone is recommended. It's usually a thousand milligrams. They're told yeah. to take a thousand milligrams. Yep. yep. Full gram. Yeah. Then it's usually not much of a conversation beyond that. And we'll kind of circle back to this, I think, when we get to vitamin K. Um, sure. But there's a lot more to that that we can talk about. So I'm with so, you on the calcium. Important, <laughs> but in right circumstances. Yeah. So I think a lot of women, unfortunately, they're trying to do the right thing. They go you know, to whatever. They go to local drug store, grocery store. <laughs> And they pick up a calcium product and it's usually loaded with calcium carbonate, which is like chalk on a chalkboard. It's just not healthy. It's good for heartburn. Calcium carbonate can be good for heartburn. But a lot of those products are also loaded with, uh, yes, uh, aluminum. If you read the package insert, there's just, it has, they have nasty additives. So I think maybe here we should talk about the concept, which we have elaborated on with past podcasts of the amino acid chelated minerals. So I am okay if a patient takes some calcium, granted, they don't need as much as they probably think they do. As long mm-hmm. as it's in the right form and it's yeah. taken with magnesium and K2 and vitamin D3, which again, we're going to get to amino acid chelated minerals, which would even include iron and zinc and right, all these minerals, right, are best absorbed by the body when they're in the form of what's called an amino acid chelate. And so I just tell patients, chelate means bound. It's a synonym for bound, right? You want that mineral, that calcium, for instance, to be bound to an amino acid because your gut lining loves amino acids. It's going to help that calcium get absorbed into the bloodstream. Otherwise, a lot of minerals like calcium, carbonate, that you would take, whatnot, or an iron over the counter, may get just stuck in your gut. Even some magnesium products, like the powders that are available, just stay in the gut, which are great from a constipation standpoint. They can help with, you know, yeah. help relax the bowel and facilitate sure. bowel movement in the morning. The sure. magnesium can, but that's not going to help your bones. So if the purpose of taking calcium is to help with bones, I encourage patients to take an amino acid chelated version of calcium. And that's what we sell. So we have Plain calcium here, although we rarely sell it, we more like to advocate for a combination of calcium and magnesium. Mm-hmm. So, and, and calcium is important for metabolism of carbohydrates. It's great for bones and for electrical nerve conductivity, muscle cramping, whatnot. It is important. I don't want to undermine it. I just feel like it's been overprescribed. The wrong form has been. So what are your thoughts on calcium? You hit the nail on the head. And I know you talk about this quite a bit. I know you love your magnesium, but you know, when we talk about any mineral, if we're talking about magnesium or calcium or even iron or whatever it may be from a dietary supplement standpoint, if you're taking one of those products from wherever, it's oftentimes that that's going to be in the form of something called a mineral salt. 
because you can't just put pure magnesium or you can't just put pure calcium into a product. You have to attach it to something. It needs a buddy as it's going mm. through your gut. So it That's can actually good. get it. Yeah. And so most oftentimes companies will use, and I know I talked about this on the, the first couple episodes we did. So those are always good to go back and listen to, but it, it needs to be bound to something. It needs to be bound to a salt is oftentimes what you'll see in dietary supplements. If you just go to any retail store, you can pop on Amazon, you just look for magnesium. Oftentimes it's going to be that salt form. The problem with that is, is our body does not have an active mechanism to pull those salts into our body. It basically just, we push it up against our gut wall and we just kind of try to see what fits in. And whatever doesn't, like you said, hangs out in our GI tract. And the problem with these salts is, is they'll either A, irritate the GI lining directly, or they affect osmotic balances, which is a really fancy way of saying how much water is in a particular place. And so if you have a lot of salt in your GI tract, especially with magnesium, what happens when you have a lot of salt in there is it draws more water into the stool. And if you guys have tried to take higher doses of magnesium because you know it's good for you, which it is, right? Uh, what's the number one complaint of someone taking too much magnesium? I'll let you answer that one. Diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. That, you are going to go to the bathroom and it's not going to be fun and you're going to blame the product and you're not going to want to take magnesium ever again, right? <laughs> and so what we do is we don't use the salt because we know the salt is super poorly absorbed, really, really poor absorption. So we use it for all everything, for our calcium, for our magnesium, for our iron, for you name it, right? We use what's called an amino acid chelate, which is what Dr. Gray was talking about. And so instead of a salt, we bind it to an amino acid. And for those of you who are familiar with amino acid products, what does our body use amino acids for? Proteins. What are we? A lot of proteins, right? And so our body, thankfully, has a mechanism. There's an active mechanism it can use to grab those amino acids in our GI tract and pull them into our body. So what do I call this? It's like the Trojan horse effect of minerals is that we've oh, hidden. Yeah. yeah, we've hidden the magnesium or hidden the calcium on top of something our body already needs. It doesn't need the salt. It does, but it's not in the concentration we're putting in with you know, magnesium. And so it's going to grab those amino acids and literally pull them into our body. And when it does, it says, cool. Thanks, Thomas. Appreciate the amino acid. Going to go make a really nice protein with this. Chops off the magnesium and sends it on its way. Chops off the calcium and sends it on its way. So the benefit to this is A, you're going to get more bang for your buck, gram for gram, milligram for milligram. If you're taking magnesium or taking calcium, you're going to get better absorption rates into your body, which means you're going to feel better taking that product. And number two, it's going to lower those GI complaints because if we're not mm -hmm. having magnesium mm -hmm. and salts just sit in our GI tract, they're going places, they're doing things, they're helping our cardiovascular system, they're helping make neurotransmitters, they're doing all the lovely things we like about magnesium, right? Yep. So when they actively get in there, it's going to lower that risk that you're going to end up going to the bathroom and hating that product. <laughs> and just echoing what you said, they have such higher absorption. You know, patients, when they get a CalMag off our shelf, they say, why is there only two or 300 milligrams, whatever it is, right? And yeah. I say, because they say, my doctor told me to take a thousand milligrams, right? Well, these have such high absorption. They're three times more yeah. absorbed. Am I saying that correctly? Therefore, yeah. you don't yeah. need a thousand milligrams. You only need two or 300 milligrams of these. Which for is just instance, fewer, fewer capsules for patients to take who are also already taking a lot of supplements. Yeah. For instance, with magnesium, the number one form, I see this form in a lot of retail pharmacies. The number one form that I see is magnesium oxide. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of products out there. There's one called Magox yeah. that's just highly pressed tableted magnesium oxide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. So it, that's, I mean, it is what it is, right? But our form, the bisglycinate chelate is what it's called. No one needs to remember that. It won't be on the quiz, right? But the, the chelated form of magnesium has up to eight and a half times greater absorption. And that wow. is supported by human clinical data from yeah. Albion Labs, the company that we get our minerals from. 
I know we're spending yeah. more time in these minerals, but it's super, super, super important because when yep. we go talk about mitochondrial complex, we go talk about these other products. We use those forms of minerals in all of our products. That's the form that we utilize. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for taking that home. Okay. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this series. I will post links in the show notes to all the products discussed in each episode. We still have lots of supplements to cover, but use code THANKS10 for 10% off anything mentioned in today's show online at yourlongevityblueprint.com. See you next week. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. This podcast is produced by Team Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.